This is hot, Ray. Bankman, get a sample of this. And we have the tools. We have talent. I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Hello and welcome. I'm Daniel. And I'm Mark. Are we on? We are. We're on. We're on. We're Excellent. live, pre-recorded, but live, I guess. But live, yes. Definitely uh, live. Live. <laughs> uh, well, for everyone listening, welcome. This is the uh, first Spores, Mold and Fungus podcast. Um, welcome. I'm excited to be here. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. I'm excited to be here, and uh, I'm really looking forward to what we've got in store uh, over the course of the next uh, few episodes uh, leading up to Christmas uh, and beyond. Um, Mark, how, how are you feeling, man? You excited? I, I'm very excited. Yes. <laughs> um, so ex- I'm, I'm like a I'm like a dog trying, you know, looking at his new toy in front of him. You can't have it yet. <laughs> sort of there, viciously wagging his tail. <laughs> yeah, I know how you feel. I know how you feel. Uh, yeah. So, so for the benefit of the of the listeners uh, who are listening today, um, I suppose the the first question that they you know they're going to have is. What makes us different? There's 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 already a lot of other you know Ghostbusters related podcasts out there with the likes of YHS. Um, there's there's a lot there's a lot, and everyone's going to be thinking, okay okay so so what makes these guys different? Uh, and in all Absolutely. honesty, I think you know over the course of the next the next few episodes, I think you know we're going to find our voice so to speak. Looking forward to episode forty six. Yeah, episode 46, we will really find our voice uh, by that episode, I feel. At least hopefully. I'm hoping by episode two to three, to be honest, but time will tell. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So so with that about, you know, what what are we going to be about? Uh, why have we decided to do this? Uh, what are we going to f- be focused on? Uh, I know, you know, you and I outside of this uh, have discussed at length, you know, really what we want to be focusing on. So yeah. I think, you know, where we're coming from, I think we we, we want to place you know a, a really good focus on you know the Ghostbusters community uh, specifically relating to you know the, the building of props um, and the cosplay elements and the experiences that people have you know through you know dressing up as a Ghostbuster and interacting with the general public. You agree it's with not, that? It's not dress. It's not dressing up. Shh. No, no. It's much. It's, it's not much dressing. more important than that. No, it's a calling. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what I keep telling everyone. It's a calling. It's uh, <laughs> sure we're not we're not grown men playing dress up. Absolutely, Absolutely no. <laughs> and neither is anyone this is, else. This is serious, serious stuff. Very serious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. You know, on, on a serious note, I think you know it's it's we can make lighthearted of you know jokes around it, and um, you know it is it can be I'm joked sure about, but I think there's also a yeah, so we should. We shouldn't take it too seriously. But there is, there's a lot of good experiences that come out of you know dressing up as a Ghostbuster and going out and and interacting with the public. I know from myself, mm-hmm. I've had some absolutely fantastic experiences uh, with different people, uh, and I'm sure you feel the same. Absolutely, I think one of the most important things for me is actually um, gaining a group of friends through it. You know, there's people I've met through here that mm-hmm. I, I'm you know. You're you're one of them. I'm quite close to people now who I wouldn't have been if it not for putting on a dirty flight suit once in a while. You know. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's it's one of those, you know, communities and hobbies where you know you all find something in common. You've all got that common ground to share uh, and common experiences 
Um, and you do make a lot of friends that you know that you'll be, you know, friends with for for life, realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really good. So so for the purposes of our listeners then, Mark, then tell me a bit about you and how you got into ghost busting. Okay, so <laughs> this is going back quite a while. Probably till my one of the earliest memories, if you want to go back that far. Let me, let me take you back many years ago. <laughs> and just before the war. 30 no, years, man and boy. Yeah, so now I was born in 1986, so um, I'm a little bit young for Ghostbusters, some people might say. But from a young age, from about then, um, my parents had uh, recorded it off the TV. And so we had a VHS tape. Mm-hmm. Um, which I kept putting on because I, I thought it was great. My dad showed me the Cedric Hotel scene with the Catch Slimer. And I ha- my third birthday was a Ghostbusters party. I don't remember that. But what I do remember is having the Kenner Proton Pack set with the flight suit that they made for me and going around the living room acting sure. out that scene. So that's one of my earliest memories. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, obviously, I grew out the Kenner Proton Pack and uh, I wanted to start building my own stuff because you do had a cornflakes packet and a lemonade bottle and that was my proton pack that i'd made uh, for for many a year yeah and then <laughs> and then some bright spark invented the internet and uh, allowed us all to use it which was nice um and obviously probably like yourself one of the first things that you search for on the internet was um ghostbusters that was the first thing that we searched for was sure. Ghostbusters. that's yeah. that's really the first thing i searched for on the internet as a teenager yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Ghostbusters. <laughs> so we'll, we'll think, so about 19, 1996, I think, is when we had the internet. So I was about 10 years old. And uh, you searched for Ghostbusters. So you, we found things like uh, Spook Central and the GB Props Forum, as it was known then. It's now GB Fans. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, sort of mid-90s is when I sort of came into what was becoming the Ghostbusters community. Um, I started making websites from a young age as well. So I made what I hope, and no one's told me otherwise yet, but I think was probably the first um, UK-based Ghostbusters website. Someone proved me wrong, please, because I would really like to know actually where that was. (laughs) And that was British Ghostbusters. And it's still on the internet if you know where to look. So, yeah, um, grew up a little bit more, not as much as you think, getting into your 20s, and started putting my own... (laughs) proper costume together from when I was about sort of 24-ish. And from there, everything's flourished, you know? Um, yeah, and I suppose I'll tell you a little bit more about what I'm doing a little bit later. So, Dan, how did you get into all this malarkey? Oh, well, I think mine is not as extensive as yours. Uh, I think, you know, don't get me wrong, I've I've always loved Ghostbusters from a young age. I've had very much the same experiences uh, as yours i never had mm-hmm. the kenner pack unfortunately i was in the i was in the the cereal box club as my pack <laughs> and, and things nice. like that i never got i never got the kenner ones but you know it was it was something that i you know could easily fantasize about as a kid you know having having that proton pack and, and being a ghostbuster in it and i think the the thing that always made it have a special place for me is you know the the props and, and everything in that film although they were you know they're clearly sci-fi props but they've got yeah. such a a degree of realism to them it's it's almost like they they could be real because they look so real world items and 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 I think that always yeah. stuck with me so I think that when I was younger I was I kind of I was involved I, I was very interested in ghostbusters for a long while and then I kind of got into my early 20s mid 20s and I kind of 
deviated into other areas, you know, Star Wars and things like that. And I was a member of the, and I still am a member of the the RPF, actually. And mm-hmm. I've followed a lot of build threads on there of people who had built proton packs, amongst other things, and other props. And and I went down the the road of building things from you know, Back to the Future, and I've built some things from the the film, you know, The Rock with Nicolas Cage and, and Ooh, nice. uh, Sean Connery, and and a whole host a whole host of other items. And it wasn't really in, until you know, probably a good couple of years ago that I really thought, you know what, now I'm ready to tackle, you know, actually building my own pack and props mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and, and, and really put a, a concerted effort into it. I think also a lot of the reasons why I didn't get involved in it in sooner is because um, I used to live abroad in Asia for a long, long time and, oh, and right, getting okay. things a shipped out there, um, getting, getting things shipped out there, first of all, you know, is extremely expensive. And mm-hmm. also in the back of my mind, I kind of thought, well, am I going to go to all this effort to build something, knowing that in a couple of years' time I'm going to have to box it all up and ship it back over to the UK? And I just thought, you know, kind of what's the point in doing that right now? I may as well wait till I get back to the UK and then really make a concerted effort on it at that point. So, so that's what I did. So around um, a year and a half ago, um, I started the process of building my impact, putting my suit together, and that's taken me to the point now where. Um, you know, I've joined the East Midlands Ghostbusters and those guys are fantastic. And we've been, you know, really quite heavily involved in a number of things over the past 12 months, um, whether yeah, it's going down busy, to guys, media huh? premiere. Yeah, yeah. We, we were really fortunate to do something with Make-A-Wish earlier on in the year mm-hmm. uh, with a, a young lad called uh, George, who's had a real tough time of things. But we got to uh, we got to go up to Leeds and uh, meet him at his house uh, in the Ecto-1. And then uh, essentially we drove from his house uh, all the way into the center of Leeds with a police escort going through every single set of red lights. And uh, <laughs> that was that was that was a phenomenal experience. I think, you know, we got just as much of a kick out of that as George did. You I know, can imagine. Uh, it was okay. great. <laughs> it's it, it's really good just to see, like, because the way the police did it, it was great. They had some, uh, you know, guys on the bikes, on the motorbikes, pushing well ahead of us and they would get to the junctions and basically hold all the traffic back so we could just breeze through and it was really good because you could see that you know the bikes had obviously gone quite a way ahead uh in front uh-huh. of us and the people in the cars must be thinking like, oh you know someone someone important's coming through here oh, you know yeah. it must be like maybe a politician or something like that and and they've, they've all got their phones out in the cars waiting to see you know who it is is it going to be a member of the family and then the next thing they know is that is like a police car and then the ecto-1 with sirens blaring just going absolutely <laughs> hell for leather through the junctions and well, you could just imagine- see people's faces like what am i what, what am i witnessing here Imagine being a spectator, you're in your car, you're at the traffic lights or something, right? It just it just exactly as you described, and you think, hang on, is this thing real? <laughs> hang on. Yeah. Have we got actually Ghostbusters coming through here? There must be someone going, hang on a minute, this isn't real. Um, but that must that oh, must man, be an amazing it, experience. It's I think you know, it's it's about as close as you can possibly get to actually being a real life ghostbuster without Absolutely. actually, you know, being a real life ghostbuster. It was it was phenomenal. And um and those guys have been fantastic and we've kept in touch with uh with George and his family afterwards and and they've been great so it's it's just been uh, a phenomenal experience the past you know year to year and a half it's just been kind of it's been all go you know with the premiere coming out and the film coming out and me finishing my pack and then getting involved in things like that it's just been a bit of a whirlwind but it's been phenomenal really nice so what when when was the first time you tried to tackle a, a ghostbusters prop was it fairly recently like you said or was it just before then and what was it well i think the first time I, I the first time i considered having a go uh a ghostbusters pack was probably 
early 2000s and I downloaded like the, the Paranorman plans and just oh, thought, yeah, this the is relic, no way I'm yeah, going to do Yeah, the holy relic this. of Ghostbusters yeah. prop making that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just knew, I downloaded it and I, like from marking out the motherboard at that point in time, I was like, no, there's, there's no way. I'm not going to be able to do it. So yeah. I didn't seriously start putting things together until uh, I bought the kit. So I bought a Ben of Kent kit and then you know, yeah. bought a lot of aftermarket parts to go on it, you know, like the real clip hards and mm-hmm. real brass elbows and, and on all that kind of good stuff and rib, ribbon cables. But then through that, I've also got involved in 3D printing as well. So um, when it came time to, you know, do my ecto goggles, I fully 3D printed my ecto goggles and built those from scratch. And they, you know, I'm really pleased with how they turned out. Um, and I've kind of just got at the moment uh, sat next to me, actually, you know, the probably about 70% of a PKE meter, which has been, you know, printed out on, uh, in resin and i'm waiting to put the finishing t- touches for that and the electronics so even that in itself has been a journey just in terms of the technology used to, to build these props and, and and make something that is you know something that i'm really happy with and is is accurate or i say accurate but you know something very reminiscent of what you see on screen well, i say i think you know in the last sort of 10 years 3d printing has really jumped up in its game um to the point where we can now you know we can build full things fabricate them in our own house uh, in our yeah. own homes where beforehand we had to sort of either rely on someone or or painstakingly recreate these things uh, over time but yeah. now we've got the ability now just to just print and off we go we've got started yeah and that's and that's one of the things that i really love about it i love the the fact that i can have you know essentially a manufacturing facility in my office i can yeah. open up some cad software i can design something and you know put it into the 3d printer and in the morning i've got essentially a prototype sat there waiting for me to work on i, I just find that whole that whole process absolutely fascinating and exciting i love it yeah absolutely and i, I was the same i mean i my i've got two props which are which are three printed my ecto goggles are 3d printed as well went on to thingiverse went ecto goggles and sure enough there were some stl files that we just you know yep. find the ones that you like and print them off and my ghost trap is the same and and what makes them great is they're incredibly light as well, which is <laughs> it's just always good as a cosplayer. The lighter you can make things are better, really. Yeah, and also you have the benefit that if you break something, you can just print off a replacement. That's true. I've done that as well. My ghost trap bit the <laughs> dust last year. Yeah. It was actually when I went to see Afterlife. So it was a year ago when I went to see Afterlife. My trap fell off my um, my belt and the handle just sheared off. Oh, no. Um, so luckily, uh, my dad's the one with the 3D printer, so I went home for Christmas. I went, right, I'm using the 3D printer, going to uh, uh, build myself a new handle. And, uh, yeah, really, uh, really nice and quick to do and that. There you go. Yeah. Awesome, so awesome. I'm trying to think Fantastic. about when so- I... So I was trying to think about when I, when I first made my first pack. I think it was when I was 16. Yes, it was. And like you... Um, I got the Norm Gagnon um, plans and a load of MDF. And if anyone has made a proton pack out of wood or any any kind of wood substitute, you know that's not the thing to do. It was a thing. <laughs> it gets heavy. Yeah, do you know what? That's when I on. when I had those when I had those Paranorman plans and I like I cut out the the motherboard for that. That was out of MDF. And and at that point, even just the motherboard, I was like, oh my god, this is like yeah. this is going to weigh an absolute <laughs> ton. And I've just basically just was like, nope. Yeah, I think I was using quarter inch MDF, and yeah, it just got very heavy very quickly. Even with like, I got the cake pan um, for the cyclotron and yeah. Pringles can for for the end filter. So I used all those tricks um, from there, but it was still weighted. Yeah. And I managed to get a. Um, I had a rucksack which looked a little bit like the straps. They were green green straps, and they clipped across the front, but I didn't have a frame, but I just stapled them to the to the um, front pack. 
As far as I know, I think that promo pack still exists because I had it up until about four years ago and I sold it to someone in the community. Um, so if you're listening, let me know where you wow. are because I know you and that person was work, working on it and I kept seeing it prop up in forums um, with new bits added on. So that was that was nice to see, sort of it having a new lease of life. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I have a funny story about that promo pack, which That's I should awesome. tell you in another episode one day, maybe. <laughs> yeah, please do, please do. Okay, so I suppose then, like moving forward, you know, when we think about the focus of, you know, the podcast and where we want to take it, I know that you know we've got a lot of things that we want to accomplish moving forward. I think, you know, we're certainly going to look at having special guests on the show, um, mm-hmm. hopefully every episode, but if not, certainly from time to time, and each one of those guests, I'm sure, will bring their own uh, sense of accomplishment and uh, sense of knowledge to the podcast. So it's going to be exciting. Um, in addition to that, I know we've also spoken about potentially doing gaming streams, uh, potentially yep. live streams at some point in the future. Uh, and who knows, maybe we'll run some competitions as well. You know, watch this space. Oh, yeah, let's have a look. We might do that. Can I enter? <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I think, I think there might be a slight contra- conflict of interest there. To be fair. I don't think that's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a live raffle. And the winner is, oh, it's Mark. What, what a surprise. Oh, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> No, I won't. I promise. <laughs> Set Blatter over there with the uh, with the FIFA draw. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. So who have we got on this week, Dan? Okay, our guest today is known as a fine purveyor of paranormal investigation and elimination equipment. He's well known within the Ghostbusters community for creating killer replica proton packs, props, and other ghostbusting equipment. He's also ran some phenomenal competitions through social media and given away some absolutely mind-blowing prizes. Please welcome to the show Proton Props, otherwise known as Mr. David Rotherham. Thanks for being here, man. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you boys? All right? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're oh, good. good. It's good to have you. Yeah, we've been, uh, yeah, we've been looking forward to getting you on the show. It's our first episode, so it's nice to start off, obviously, with a, a guest such as yourself, oh, yeah. who's known for, you know, putting You're out some great work. Heavy, then. <laughs> we're, coming, we're bringing out the big guns. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, you set the bar now, so you know you got to be you got to be thinking about your next guests. <laughs> well, it's all downhill from here. This is probably as as good as it's going to get. <laughs> so. Uh... <laughs> Well, I shall try my absolute best to not bring it down any further than it is already. Oh, I'm sure you won't. I'm sure you won't. So, should yeah. we should we jump in then? And let's. Uh, we've got some questions lined up, and I think it'd be great to kind of go through some of these and um, yeah, and get and get your thoughts really. Absolutely, hit me with it, boys. Fantastic. So, I think you know from the outset, it's probably safe to say that you know you are a, a big Ghostbusters fan. Um, thinking back, you know, from I hope so all the way back from you know when you're a casual fan. <laughs> When when did you when did you think you know right I you know I really want to build something that is representative from from what I've seen on screen um, in terms of going from that kind of first homemade pack to something that you know you're really happy with for yourself personally. So uh, Ghostbusters has been like a really prolific thing throughout my life. Um, some of my very earliest memories I can remember are of being very small and watching the cartoon um, Saturday mornings and then having it. Um, recorded on an old VHS 
that uh, my mum did. And I would just remember mm. watching it and watching and watching it, rewinding it and watching it over and over again, having all of the toys. Um, and I remember specifically having the old Kenner ghost trap. And it kind of lived in the garden for probably about 10 years, I reckon. Um, <laughs> it was just one of those where like, you went outside, it's like, yep, playing with the ghost trap today, that's what I'm doing. Um, so it's always been there since, like I said, as long as back as I can remember. And then um, I remember it was the first time I ever sort of took my hand at trying to make a proton pack. So it was my, my partner at the time. It was her staff. Uh, I think it was a Christmas party, but it was um, fancy dress. And I thought, brilliant. Here's a good excuse to go and make a proton pack. And I remember for <laughs> years and years and years, I used to rib my dad because he had a, a workshop that was just full of just crap nobody ever wanted, like ever, never good for anything. And I always used to say to him, mm-hmm. why do you keep all this stuff? Like, what are you doing? You're like a squirrel, just just hoarding crap. He's like, no, well, one day you'll, you'll, you'll want something and it'll be here. But yeah, okay, well, we'll see. We'll see, old man. And then came the time when I'm like, yeah, I want to build a right. proton pack. I'm like, where the hell do I start with this? Do you know what? I went in there and I found so many bits that were like, well, I mean, it wasn't close to really what it should have been, but it, it did the job. Like, mm-hmm. um, And that was the first time I ever turned my hands on making a proton pack. And it was um, it was a hit of the party, although every time I turned, something would fall off or someone would touch it and like come up in their hand and they're like, oh, I think it belongs <laughs> to you. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> so because i kind like of very 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 breadcrumbs of devastation pictures. in the party <laughs> literally yeah it was the, the more drunk i got the less of a pack i had i think um <laughs> but yeah and it was uh it was it kind of then lived in the loft for a while um because i didn't really want to take any bits because i loved it so much um but i mean it was heavy it was made out of like solid lumps of wood um and all sorts of different lumps of metal and all sorts of things whatever i could find it was like that looks close enough that'll do um yeah. and it you know I, I did find a picture of it a while back, and I wish I could find it again. But for all intents and purposes, it was—it uh, looked like a proton pack, um, very loosely, and it did mm-hmm. the job. And I was—that um, kind of like what sort of gave me the flavor to think, well, yeah, maybe I want to do another one. So I remember a couple of years after looking at some shells on eBay, and then sort of thinking, oh, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I might have another crack at this at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's—I think it was 2017 when I built my first proper one. I would say proper pack, um, and yeah. Then after that, it kind of <laughs> led me down the path to where I am now. It's amazing, isn't it? Just like I think that for anyone that is like you know a real fan, I think not just of Ghostbusters but any franchise. I think if you if you really latch onto it as a kid, it's it's amazing how it stays with you. I think all the way through, absolutely you know, into yeah. adulthood. It really is like shit to toilet roll. It just doesn't come off like it's there. I mean, like I say with <laughs> Ghostbusters and stuff. As long back as I can remember, I've always wanted the proton pack. There was yeah. no question of it. There was yeah. three things growing up. I wanted I wanted to have a stormtrooper suit to be like the proper stormtrooper. I wanted to have a proton pack. And the other thing was I wanted to have a pulse rifle from Aliens. And yeah. I've sort of managed to tick all those boxes now. So life is complete. So everything from here is a bonus. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because <laughs> I, I remember like... <laughs> die happy. Like, I remember years ago, I mean, I, I remember looking at building a proton pack. I would say probably around... 2001 2002 something like that and at that point in time i think all that was like you know pretty much available was like the paranorman plans that i think were like on gb fans and it was and it was it i looked into it and i just thought to myself do you know what at that point in time i've got nowhere near the skill set to to make something where i know that i'm going to be happy with it that's that's the key thing you know i wanted to make something that was you know reminiscent of the movie and absolutely building something from absolute scratch i knew at that point in time was just completely out of my remit so 
coming obviously you know to where we are now it's fantastic that there's you know there's people such as yourself in the marketplace that are that are offering kits that allow people to build something which you know it let's be honest they're better quality than what was used in the original movie. I mean, you know, that is the bottom line. They're built <laughs> yeah. to a they're built to a higher yeah, standard when you now. Really think about the stuff that was cobbled together for the, <laughs> the films themselves in the matter of sort of days. So, yeah. what was the catalyst then from, from from you building that first pack to where you are now? What was the what was the thing that sort of made you think, right, I'm going to start doing this as a business? It was, you know, it wasn't even me. It was my friends and family, really. So, um, like I say, I built my first one in 2017. And um, it was when I was still living and half looking after my mum. And it kind of, it was, it was around the house. And because obviously they're not a small prop, it's not like a a little thing you can pop on a shelf somewhere. You know, it's it's a big back (laughs) and great thing. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, right. Depends how big your wall is to to house it. So it ended up living in, I had like a, it was almost like a greenhouse type thing, but it wasn't. It was like a little summer house that was just glass. So um, as soon as the sun sort of hit it, it would get so hot in there. So I remember having it out there and the, it, my one that I made then was an all resin shell. Um, and I remember um, it being out there and it got so hot that the shell just basically looked like it, it melted. It just went all every shape and stuff and it kind of got ruined. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. So I ended up then making what I would say my, my second real proper one, which is the one that was like, um, it was kind of like my demonstration model, I guess, where it all began. So I made that one um, and it came out really nice. I was super happy with it. And uh, that's the one I sort of shown some pictures to some friends and some family and stuff. And they were like, wow, that's amazing. You know, you should think about selling them. And obviously at that point, I I knew a bit about the community. I didn't know a huge amount um, because it was still one of these things where like, even, I mean, you know, even now every day I'm sort of finding out new stuff, learning stuff about the community, Mm -hmm. people are within it and and whatever else. but at the time, I was like, well, you know, I don't know who's sort of going to buy them. And, and obviously, like, they're not cheap. So it's kind of like, well, whatever. So mm-hmm. at that time, I thought, well, I will set up an Etsy account and uh, a Facebook page and just sort of see how it's going. Because at that point as well, um, I – so I had moved – because I'm from Cornwall originally. Um, mm-hmm. And then I moved to Plymouth, which is the next county over. Um, and um, this was – it was literally the week of when lockdown happened. So I moved, I spent all my money moving um, <laughs> to the, the next county over. And I've got this lovely new job. I was, cause I was working in management within hotels and stuff like that at the time um, oh, and hospitality. And I moved over there and uh, I was um, an events manager at a five-star hotel. I did a whole okay. week. I just figured out where my office was. So I wasn't getting lost every time I went in there. And then I got, I made redundant. So <sighs> During wow. all that time, then um, after that, I was then I started as as everyone was sort of um, suggesting to retrain and you know rethink your your life and your your sort of ambitions and stuff. So I started retraining then as um, doing doing like fenestration, so doing doors and windows and stuff like that, fitting doors and windows, UPVC sort of stuff. Um, and I hated it. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. So this is when I started doing the, the proton pack stuff on the side. Um, like I say, this is when I started at my Etsy account and whatever else. And. Um, I sort of thought to myself, well, if I sell one every like, I don't know, three, four months, then it's something to do in the evenings. I'm making something and it's a bit of beer yeah. money. It's something that'll just just also tick alongside of the getting paid five pounds an hour to do, you know, manual labor. So mm-hmm. I thought, yeah. yeah, this this is this will do for now. And then it was within the first, I think it was like the first six weeks, I had like five orders for packs and I just couldn't believe wow. it. I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, it was madness, absolute madness. Um and then from that, it sort of just got bigger and bigger. 
and it sort of snowballed and stuff. And I'm really, because, you know, at that point then, there were people doing full builds. I think some people were stopping doing full, uh, full builds around then. There was like a, a nice little gap in the market, which I just seemed to have just filled straight in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of since then, like I say, it's just got busier and um, more and more hectic, really. So, but it's also allowed me to be able to sort of concentrate more on it and and bring out new things, like you say, the the, the kits and stuff. Because as as it got busier, I sort of I did less and less, I suppose, actual work really, mm-hmm. and more more of the um, the sort of proton prop stuff. And like I say, it got to a point. It was a just over a year ago now where I said, "That's it. I'm not doing a regular job anymore. I'm going full steam with this. This is what I'm doing." And you know, if it goes great, then it does. If it fails, well, you know, I'm I'm going down on the ship that I love. So <laughs> that's it. I think- it's amazing. I think it just shows you that you know there's to 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 come into a a prop marketplace um and you know where there's already people who are out there creating shells and creating kits and to come into that marketplace as you know a newbie in inverted brackets there completely completely um, and get six orders pretty much off the bat is is you know phenomenal and you know it was crazy. I didn't yeah. believe it because like I say, they sort of come through. There was like two within the space of like I think like two days, and I was like, "What the hell's going on?" I thought this this can't be right, surely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and um and you know since then I've I've sort of like I say I was only offering my eighty four pack then, um and now you know I've got the eighty four, I've got the eighty nine, I've got my heritage packs I'm doing, I've got um my uh, twenty one pack, I'm bringing out um my RGB um hybrid pack, uh you know I'm doing yeah, my I kits, saw, I'm doing all of the bits to go that. with it. Awesome. It's going to be great when it's done. <laughs> yeah, of course it will. So, uh, you know, when when you when you when you think about obviously like going from that kind of hobbyist individual pack to then taking it to you know essentially mass producing kits and finished articles, I know from my own personal experience that you know when you're building it yourself, you know one of the biggest challenges when you start that journey is well, now I need to find, you know, the original components that are used on these packs. You know, I want yeah. a real clipart. I want a real, I want real resistors, you know, and, and you real hat lights and you really go down a rabbit hole with that. And it can be Absolutely. a challenge. It's a, it is a complete challenge, obviously, doing that on an individual basis. How do you deal with that at a large scale? It, because when you're looking <laughs> for these parts, it's not like you're you're picking up, you know, ones and twos. You're looking, obviously, for, I would imagine, you know, bulk quantities where you can get them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, but that said very, very much a lot of the time, if you see ones and twos, you just got to grab them because mm-hmm. you're kind of thinking in the, in the mindset where it's like, well, you know, eventually something's going to come along where I can find a large number of this, but in the meantime, I need to keep it ticking. So, mm-hmm. you know, ones and twos are there, I'll grab them. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, trying to find, cause the thing is, as well, I'm very, very particular about my own props and things that I've had in my collection and have had and, and will have sort of, you know, in the future. Sure. So I, when I'm making the packs, you know, I look at them, as if they're going to go into my collection, as if it's like going to be mine, and as if it was, if as if it come home with me from the workshop. Mm-hmm. So I'm so specific about the finish and the quality of them because, like, if it if it went out and it wasn't meeting my control of quality, it just that's it. I wouldn't I wouldn't carry on doing what I'm doing. I really wouldn't. It has to be of a level. Um, and that was, I think, you know, again, like the finding the real clip art and stuff like that, and the you know the vintage resistors and the hat lights and all the stuff that that makes it what it is. Um, you know, that's what's been so important throughout for me making making this stuff. There's no compromise whatsoever on on the product. And, you know, admittedly, it has led to some delay times and, you know, stuff because stuff isn't always available. Because, yeah. you know, it's it's not like I can pop to B and Q and just go and pick up, you know, oh, uh, uh, an iron arm because okay. there's an existing exist parts, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's difficult because you're trying to explain this sometimes to some people. Um 
And yes, you know, I can, if I really want to do, I could do like resin replicas and, and castings and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever else, which is fine. Um, but that's, that's not what makes a proton props proton pack. You know, mm-hmm. for me, it has to be, it has to be real. It has to be like, <laughs> as, I, as I like to say, it has to be Gucci. Because if it ain't Gucci, <laughs> I didn't mind. Well, that's so, it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's the... Sorry, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say that that's exactly what you said. It's it's what makes you you. That's your USP. You know, that's why people come to you because they get that quality. And obviously that, that word has spread across the internet and you're, you're international, aren't you? You're sending stuff all over the place. So it's obviously doing you good. Honestly, I have had stuff go everywhere around the world. It's madness. When I say, when, when people say, oh, you know, where have you got stuff going to today? I'm taking down the office. I've got stuff going to Hong Kong. I've got stuff going to Greece. I've got stuff going to America. All different places around there. I've got stuff that's, that's just, all right, bruh, you know, the list goes on. Endless. <laughs> Although that said, yeah. that said, the funniest thing happened the other day, just to jump in there, right? So um, I sent my 21 pack out, the one that sort of, everyone's seen pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Went to the guy over, over in America. Um, he's over in California. He received it. Super happy. And his work partner, so they um, they run um, a, I think it's like an audio editing uh, company. So they've just done all the sound editing and stuff for the new God of War game on oh, PlayStation nice. 5. Cool. Nice. Um, and his uh, business partner got hold of me a couple of days after and said, oh, you know, I want, I want a 21 pack. I was like, okay, cool. So we sort of spoke, um, got him all hooked up in that. The order, came, order sheet came through in that and I saw the address and I'm like, oh, that can't be right. So I went back to him. I was like, look, I said, um, just, to, just to sense check this, because I'm not sure if it's right. Uh, your address says, um, so it's a place called Lanivit. I was like, it says Lanivit. He's like, yeah, that's where I live. I'm like, well, that's literally five minutes around the corner from where I live. <laughs> oh, and wow. I, and I was like, what? what? What's that about? <laughs> so, uh, I was, he was like, no way, you're here. I was like, yeah, yeah. So I uh, said, so you can come to the workshop and see it. It's just happening. So, yeah, it's cool, really. But, yeah, wow, it is mad fantastic. to think that I've got orders going all over the world. And then one guy who literally, I could fart and he could smell it in his front room sort of away from me, <laughs> sort of distance. It's fantastic. So that, that made me so happy because I was like, that's amazing. The guy who's just down the road from me has bought one. That's made me so happy. And what an experience for him as well to like, you know, not only get a pack from yeah. you, but then actually, you know, have the opportunity to be part of that build process and see how it's all coming Absolutely. Together. You know, I, I've said to him, like, fully encourage you to come and see it as it's happening. You know, if you want to come and even... Even like bit bit of like you know spray painting yourself, so you say you've had your own little input on it. You know, I'd love you to. You know, it makes it all the more his then. Um, yeah. But you know, at the same time, I'm not trying to like bob him off and make him do his own his own work. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So yeah. I, I suppose like you know going around you know around your business and like in terms of how how busy you get. Um, obviously, now last year. Um, I know that I was sat next to you when we went to the uh, like the the media premiere in London for Afterlife, and it was it was an awesome yes. experience. Um, how has business been since that movie, and how do you expect it to go with the news of the new movie coming out and and managing the orders off the back of those tentpole movies that have been out and coming out? Um, there's one word that I would say has been consistent throughout. And the best way to describe how business is, and it's just mental. It really <laughs> is just mental. Like um, with Afterlife, the thing is as well, because it's kind of made it very difficult as well as it's made it good. Because obviously with Afterlife coming out, there's been a mega influx of people wanting to sort of like recapture the Ghostbusters love. Um, yeah. And then, you know, it's great because for people people like myself, um, you know, I've seen a lot more custom, which has been fantastic. Um mm-hmm. 
But also at the same time, it's made it difficult because before when I started, um, you know, I could sort of order, you know, sound like kits. I'd sort of get hold of my supplier and say, you know, I want like 10, 10 sound like kits. And then, you know, sort of two weeks later, they'd be on my doorstep. Oh, they're ready mm-hmm. to go. Wicked. Now, since Astrolife's come out, everyone wants to build a proton pack. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's become a bit more difficult to get hold of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So what was then, me being able to order 10, 10 satellite kits arriving within two weeks, now I'm lucky if I can get five, and they take sometimes sort of three three to four months because it's not just me all of a sudden that wants to buy these stuff. Everybody else wants to build a proton pack, and then all of a sudden, you know, the, the pool of parts becomes a bit more scarce, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it just makes life a bit more difficult. So like I say, it's been really good for business, but at the same time, it's actually been quite difficult for business. Because then, you know, I've kind of been in the, playing piggy in the middle now for quite a while, unfortunately, for a variety of reasons. Um, and, you know, I can sort of be be perfectly candid about some of it, you know, because when when I started the business, I was buying a lot of stuff in and just basically doing the assembly. Now I'm doing the vast majority of the manufacturing myself because, you know, in my mind, it would cut down sort of a lot of waiting times. Um, and obviously, as a business, it would cut down the costs because I'm not paying someone else to labor to do it. I'm doing it myself, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but so there was another another guy who was supplying me at the time of shells and stuff, and I ended up buying out his business. And through that, it was it was the whole idea. You know, the agreement at the time was that I would be buying uh, all of his molds and stuff, so I could then produce basically what I was buying from him. Mm-hmm. Now I did have a lot of my own stuff that I already had anyway, um, but it was more like the shells and stuff, and some some more like intricate parts and whatever else that I just basically hadn't hadn't sort of done myself really. Mm-hmm. So we made an agreement on this stuff being sold and coming to me, um, and the, <laughs> we said I think it was like we agreed on whatever it was, and this was back in it was like June of I want to say June of uh, not last year, the year before, I think it was wow. now, um, yeah. Yeah, it was. And um, what was it last year? Uh, it might have been last year. No, I'm a bit of a brain fart, if I'm honest. Fine. But we agreed on that. We said by October, I have, mate. Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> um, and we said by October, like the whole the whole deal would have been done. I'd have had all the stuff so I can like fully go, like, you know, helpful leather, doing all the stuff myself. Now, bearing in mind to this point now, though, I've only received not even like a not even a quarter of what I've sort of paid for on that. I've had just just enough bits to be able to carry on and make kits and make what I need to to get it out the door, but only just. So that's been a huge holdup because the thing is, obviously, when he decided he was gonna, I was going to buy him out and buy his stuff, I obviously stopped buying parts from him because it's like, well, I'm not going to carry on buying parts from me if I'm buying the most and making parts myself. So with that in mind, I've now been waiting for, like I say, all this all this time, and I haven't got like hardly any of it. So I've then had to play the piggy in the middle then where customers are coming to me saying, yeah, it's just taking a long time. Like, yeah, it is taking a long time. It really is because I'm sort of still waiting on this end so I can get the stuff in so I can make it to get to you. So there's been delays there as well, which has been a right pig really because, like I say, I've had to sort of like do a fine art of juggling juggling customers and being able to sort of continue doing stuff um, as much as I can do um, because obviously I've got, I've got shelves and shelves of half-made packs. Um, or sorry, shelves and shelves rather, shelves. Got shelves on the mind. <laughs> shelves and shelves of half-made packs and things that yeah. um, are at a point now where it's like, well, I'm still waiting for the next parts to come in so I can finish them. Um, so there's, you know, again, there's mad delays there. So it has been like delays after delays on a lot of stuff. And again, it's not like the kind of thing you just nip down the road and pick up. You know, there's only one place that sells one particular thing that's made for made for a proton pack. So you know, it's it's kind of like you just have to wait till it turns up. Unfortunately, that's it. You just got to sort of hold out, haven't you? And because there's so many places you get all these things from. Um, yeah, you've just got to wait for the 
for everyone else. It's a good job you're such a good people person, really. You've got uh, <laughs> you've got those skills that really help. <laughs> I, t- I won't lie. Sometimes, sometimes the ball does the ball drops occasionally because I get that's the other thing. I think the artistic side of it, you know, because like I'm, you get so like your head gets really in the doing of it, and you're mm-hmm. really in 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 what you're doing. Um, so like the heritage pack that I brought a while ago. So I spent hours of my life looking at reference material of the Venkman Proton Pack. I must have looked at those pictures hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Um, and, you know, thankfully that we have the the reference material now within the community, thanks to the people like, you know, Stuart Thompson and stuff, who have yeah. sort of gone out of his way to do that for us. Um, it's made my life easier in that sense. But Jesus Christ, man, did I spend a long time looking at those pictures? Like not <laughs> not one hole was drilled or a bolt was put in without looking at it at least 10 times from from 10 different angles like making sure it was the right thing going in the right hole, so I didn't have to sort of take it back out and fill it and start again. It was being done properly <laughs> at each point. So because you know, it's, it's yeah, there's such a thing in this community of of accuracy to the film. Um, and of course, when you've got four of the same mm. prop and neither one of them are the same, um, it's, it's like where <laughs> oh, yeah. where'd you go? So actually, that's a that's a really good question on your eighty four pack. What what exactly is it? Is it like a, an amalgamation of them, or are you just looking at maybe the? It is a little bit. So I would I would say my my eighty four pack is uh, a bit of an idealized sort of proton pack. Really, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. there's sort of pieces from everything a little bit in there, um, and each one's uh, you know a little bit different um, to a point. You know, the base of it is all very much the same. You know, yeah. it's all using a fiberglass and resin shell um, on aluminium motherboard, and then you know you got sort of resin parts. Um, and then, you know, real resistors, real clip arts, um, you know, real uh, brass fittings and stuff like that. So all of the base of it is very much the same. When you get to the final sort of touches, things like the ribbon cable twist and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, it's that's when you sort of like, it starts being its own a little bit, really. Yeah. But for the for all intents and purposes, I would say it is a, a bit of an amalgamation of, of like the hero props, really. Um, and then it's a bit more idealized. So like, because obviously my ones come with a textured shell and stuff like that already. Um, mm-hmm. So the texture, I mean, you know, the texture isn't exactly screen accurate because the screen accurate texture, I mean, man, what again, without yeah. things like now being able to buy, being able to buy um, like the, the linear shell from people like Max Factory and stuff mm-hmm. until you've sort of got that and look at it up close. I mean, I spent, I have spent hours and I've probably gone through five or six different shells trying to get that texture just right. And it's, Honestly, it's near impossible because when yeah. you get the when you get a shell and you look at that texture in person, you can literally turn it, I don't know, two centimeters one way and then half an inch the other way, and it's like it looks so different from, mm. from every angle and different lighting. Um, and you sort of think, How the hell am I supposed to replicate this? It's near <laughs> impossible. Yeah. So my like I say mine's more of an idealized look to it. I think also yeah. as well, like, you know, one of the one of the things when you're when you're building packs is I think it's to a degree, I think it's important to kind of just step back from it a little bit because you, you can get so caught up in the absolute minute detail that, you know, oh, re- realistically, you know, only, you know, 0.1% of even Ghostbusters fans might even pick up on some of it. And you, you, I think there's got to be a line somewhere where you say, do you know what? That's as, that's as close as damn it as you're going to get. For me, absolutely. Because like as much as I want to make super screen accurate products, I still have to get to a point where it's like, do you know what? I can go down a rabbit hole here. And spend hours and hours and hours on such fine details, mm-hmm. and it gets to the point that it's like this: this is no longer commercially viable for me to do because yeah, I'm spending, you, it, yeah. you know, so many man hours trying to do this um, yeah. to get it to the point where it's like, you know, super accurate. 
and then mm. all of a sudden then you're sort of working for 30p an hour so yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. finding that that sort of fine fine line really um so when you see ones that like like the the venkman pack that i've done where it is hyper accurate sort of thing it is more expensive for you know obviously a couple of reasons the fact that all the parts that i'm using are generally more expensive anyway for that particular build um but also the fact of the the extra hours that go into that you know and it's not that i just like you know the other packs that i always make it sound as if you know they sort of just go together and that's that it's not the case there's you know love and care and attention goes into all of them but one like that where mm-hmm. again where you're sort of looking at multiple reference pictures for hours just making sure where you know you're making sure the bumpers lined up perfectly on you know on the cyclotron and stuff like that and mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of, a lot of extra sort of stuff goes into that so yeah absolutely so that's kind of where i'd say mine sits with that is it is more idealized you know the sort of regular 84 packs are more of an idealized sort of thing amalgamation between all the hero ones i would say really excellent so um nice. i've just been having a look at your website actually and you've got uh you've got other things on there other than proton packs you do offer other things so you've got um ecto goggles oh, i do um you've got some uh you've got some yep. belt clips you've got a ghost trap that's uh potentially coming out soon by the looks of things have you i have i'm still in the process of getting that one to a point where i'm really happy with it yeah. um so i've actually got i think there's three commissions on my on my workbench at the moment that i'm working through of ghost traps and i've got another two that are going to be coming out now those are using basically a throwing chicken um trap hero trap as a base and then from that again going full out gucci having nice. all like aluminium side plates uh aluminium side rods um i've got like the, the vintage um Limrose hat lights um you know sort of the the resistors and the knobs and all that kind of business um and it will have light sound and smoke in there um and all as many real parts on as much as you can do and everything else so pretty much exactly what you'd expect from you know anything else that come from me you know you're sort of thinking like the best thing you can really get honestly um so but uh, (laughs) trying to find time amidst everything else i'm doing to sit there and focus on traps is a bit of a difficult one at the moment because again um i like the throwing chicken uh sort of hero trap Mm -hmm. is it perfect no it's not so and for me i'm still trying to figure out the best base model that i can use if i'm gonna have to start maybe looking at making my own um in collaboration with some some other people to sort of get to a point where like this is you know i'm really happy as that as a base model and then i can build from that mm-hmm. or you know to carry on sort of using someone else's model and then sort of you know embellish from that i'm kind of i haven't decided which direction i'm going with that which is why they're not available and for me like again it has to be perfect before you can get it mm. yeah and there's been you know, do you know what talking of the ghost trap as well there's been there's been some, you know, other people in the community have done some really good things. Like, you know, for example, you look at Toby CJ, who's done the the, tra- the trap pedal. That um, man makes the best trap pedal, and I don't care what anyone says. I will, I will. <laughs> anyone that's going to say anything otherwise, I will fight you. <laughs> yeah, he's... I will fight you. I'll cut you. <laughs> to- Toby's, his, his, like again, that man's attention to detail and finishing of products and stuff. Like, it's it's unrivaled. It's unrivaled. Um, and yeah, I've got nothing but love for that man. He is yeah. just like he's fantastic. He really is. And I think it's it's great as well when you've got you know people within the community who you know put that put that level of detail to a prop, and you know and get, and get together, and and everybody's kind of working towards that common goal of providing top top definitely. end. Equipment. And I'll tell you what else I love about Toby that he doesn't keep any secrets. He's no gatekeeping no. with him whatsoever. Yeah, he does, you yeah. can say to Toby like, "What's this?" And he'll come back to you, and he'll like send you like a thread from a, a forum that's like about 15 <laughs> 20 years old of the, the correct piece that he's you know that man when it comes to forums he's like a wizard because the amount of times in a day i'll go back to him like, ah tobers what what size is this bolt that goes in there so like, give me a second next thing he comes back with like what it is where you can get it from 
how much it is, how much it was, and everything else. And he's like, he's just the fountain of knowledge, and he shares it, it with is. everybody. He's like, I honestly think he's one of the most valuable things in the community. He really is mm-hmm. to be able to sharing knowledge and and wherever else. He's just he's so helpful. He really, really is. I know you know so many people he's helped. Um, and like I say, it sort of also shows in in the bits that he makes. I know that he's going to be himself going to be offering um, uh, trap holsters and stuff like that as well soon. I've yeah. seen them; they're amazing. Um, you know, he's he's sort of doing V hooks as well at the moment. He's he's been supplying me with, and they are fantastic. Um, yeah, so, yeah. The, the trap holsters. I mean, I, I, I'm you know quite happy to say that I played a very small part in that. I did all the original uh, like CAD mockups for him and stuff like that. That then you know went back to Toby, and then you know he's, he's mm-hmm. done the the hard part really, which is the manufacturing side of stuff. But yeah, it's uh, so it's only a very small part, but yeah, it's nice to be involved in, in projects like that for sure. It's great well, to see. Come on now. You don't undersell yourself there, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see like so many people coming out of the Every, every stone well, of the too. pyramid matters. <laughs> it's it's great to see so many people in the UK doing all this as well at the moment, because you've got yourself um, who's setting the bar pretty high globally for Proton Packs. Um, we've got we've got a few others in the community. Um, you mentioned uh, Stuart already for the reference library, um, who's up in Scotland. Yeah, and it just seems like uh, the UK as a whole and as the community is sort of um, growing quite quickly over the last few years um, and sort of rivaling some some knowledge over in the in the US. And it's nice to see some really good stuff come out of the UK at the moment. Mm. absolutely and again you know you've only got people like you know the ghostbuster supplies to thank for that because you know they're they're the <laughs> ones out there doing doing god's work <laughs> being able to sort of like su- like bring it to the bring it to the masses yeah absolutely. what we idea. need to do now is actually get um we just need to get the actual ghostbusters like licensing on board to give the uk more merch is what we need Please. to do now <laughs> it would be nice Please. it would be nice i'm still waiting for them to get hold of me and be like oh yeah we'll we'll give you licensing so you can make proton packs it's <laughs> oh, very okay. unlikely yeah. <laughs> uh, so so here's a, here's a question for you dave so obviously with your packs that have gone out one thing that i want to talk about was earlier on uh this year um i know that you built a pack for keith lemon so for our I did. for our listeners from who are you know who are going to be tuning in from you know outside the uk uh keith lemon he's a you know he's a uk presenter comedian actor very very well known over here and i know that you you know you built the pack for him so how did that come about like walk us through the process of you know when you got that first message and how that interaction went um so i sort of followed keith lemon i i you know i've been a big fan of a lot of his work for many years so when he's doing like bow selector and stuff you yeah. know it, it just some of it was just fantastic absolutely hilarious um so i've always been like a fan of him and his work and stuff so Following him um, on some of his socials and things, I saw that obviously he makes a lot of his own yeah, uh, he does, yeah. sort of like props and mm. stuff like that. You know, he's yeah. very handy. He makes some really cool stuff. Like yeah. That said, like only today, I saw he made a um, like a Christmas wreath, a uh, Gremlins one, which yeah. looked awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, sort of, I was following the stuff that he was making, and I think it was come to Halloween sort of time at that point, around about then, a little bit early. And he was talking about proton packs and stuff. Um, and he was saying about on one of his videos on YouTube where he'd made a proton pack previously and he was looking at um, doing ones for his kids, uh, some of the um, Hasbro ones that come out, the, the little blue ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was going to give them a, a lick of paint or whatever else um, and sort of however they, they come out, they come out. Oh, excuse me. Um, so on his YouTube channel, I sort of just, um, I just put a comment on, on one of the videos just saying, oh, you know, we should, we should touch base and talk proton pack sometime. Next thing I know, um, I was getting messages on Instagram coming through from like Keith Lemon. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the hell? 
because I wasn't expecting him to sort of see it. I'm actually, I'm like, oh, okay. So we just got chatting about stuff and he sort of expressed interest in what I was doing. And I sort of sent earlier stuff and, you know, sort of um, basically what they were, how much they were, et cetera, et cetera. And then, mm-hmm. you know, next thing I know, like, yeah, I'll go for this one with, with this edition and that finish and blah, 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 blah. So, um, yeah, it, it all sort of come together. I got his done. And then it was just leading up to um, uh, the Afterlife premiere. Mm-hmm. Um when he had his own sort of mini premiere he was doing in Blue Water mm. um, Shopping Centre. So we sort of said, oh, you know, let's tie it all together. You come up here and, you know, uh, you can come in the premiere and all that kind of business. And, you know, we can do a bit of a feature up with a pack and whatever else. And, you know, it was like it was one of the most awesome experiences of my life because I sort of went up there and, you know, got into cinema early, went to see them, explained, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've got a space for you, you know. Here it is. So I sort of took the pack in. Um, set up on a table and sort of had it covered over in sheet and that. So I'm sort of sat there like waiting for it to sort of turn up. I'm thinking, it's, it's just very, very odd, really. Now come all this way to do this for like Keith Lemon and stuff. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> so uh, you know, he comes in that, and he's such a nice, normal guy. Honestly, when you meet him, he's so cool. Um, you know, we was talking about about all sorts of stuff, really. And he was just, yeah, like proper, genuine, really nice. Got time for everyone as he's sort of coming in. So we did the featurette and whatever else, you know, little filming and stuff. Went through all of it with him um you know got sort of he got it on and he's having a good play with it and, and whatever else and yeah it was cool we stopped some pictures and whatever else and he sort of said oh you know you're gonna get your gear on and i was like oh yeah i'll, I'll sort of get my stuff on in a minute because i wanted to get a photo with him in my gear and whatever else of so course, um, yeah. you know, whilst yeah, yeah, he was all dressed up so went to have my, my photos with him or whatever else um and i went into the theater i sort of went to take my pack off and he come behind me he's like he's like what are you doing well i'm gonna watch the film pal <laughs> You know, yeah. come with us, wait, we'll sit down and enjoy it. And he's like, no, 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 you're not. He's like, get your pack back on, come on. <laughs> so we went outside then and we like sort of literally trooped for the best part of an hour by just having photos of everybody and, you know, having, like making time with everyone. And he was just really cool. But it was quite funny because like in between having photos of everyone, he was just like, he just wanted to talk to me about props and movies. And he was just really cool like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, although to be fair, afterwards, I did say about all the photos we had, I should imagine everyone wants to crop me out because, you know, what pictures of them. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Lemon this weird fact <laughs> and some appears. random guy <laughs> yeah sounds like a bloody farmer so, <laughs> yeah but it was it was really cool um and yeah it was a really cool guy and yeah he was just he was so funny um he was telling me when he went to the the, uh, the Spider-Man premiere he was saying about he got like a really really crappy Spider-Man costume on purpose hmm. but he had like a yeah. massive dildo and put down his really tight spandex <laughs> it was um just the way he was telling a story about oh man i was in stitches i was i was yeah i was roaring <laughs> but he was a cool guy really cool guy and you know we still talk semi-regularly now you know i'll sort of just get a message through from him or whatever i was saying oh this is look really cool or he'll send me a link to something to be like oh what do you think about this and or whatever else so, yeah and yeah. that opened up some doors you know there afterwards i was doing some work for channel four um for like the last leg TV show and stuff. So, you know, yeah. there's some, oh, brilliant. you know, met up some more cool people like that and whatever else. And yeah, it's cool. So it was, it was a, it was a really, really cool experience overall. Um, and he was a really sound guy and, you know, he's, again, he's been nothing but fantastic there afterwards and just, just, you know, sung my praises. So yeah, I can't speak highly enough of the guy. He's really cool. I mean, the guy's definitely, he's definitely talented. I mean, I, I watch a lot of his videos on, on YouTube, you know, his Keith Lemon's doings and uh, for anyone listening, yeah. I, I go and check it out, you know, look for Keith Lemon's doings on, on YouTube because, you know, like I've seen him, you know, and he goes to some detail as well. Like I saw him do the, uh, he does. like, like the, the, the gizmo with the Barbie car and he got the original Barbie car from, you know, like, you know, what was used in the movie and, and, and you know, and built up his replica from that. And the guy's got some serious skills. So it's, it's kind of cool to see someone who is really well known in the spotlight, but then at the same time, 
you know, he's got that geeky side and he's and he's not Total, afraid yeah. to, to show it and and put it out there. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's cool. And like his slimer costume he built was fantastic as well. That was really <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. What gets me is he builds it from absolute rubbish as well, doesn't he? He's got cardboard, foil, tape, and yeah. just sticks all yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes out looking like that, and it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the say that that Gremlins Christmas wreath I saw him making today. He's there and he's bought like a big like a foam ring that he was sticking the wreath to, and then he had um yeah, it was Tim Ford that he's making like a handout of and stuff. And by the mm. time he did it and put the stuff on it, he sort of like put up the cameras like Jesus Christ, that's out of a good, actually. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's definitely very talented. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So is awesome. there anything coming, anything so, coming up in the future that uh, that you've got in what, the What, as in a new product, are you thinking? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, what was the pipeline? Yes. Well, so um, following on with my Heritage Pack, so obviously I've got the Bankman one out at the moment. That one wasn't going to be the first one. Like, my first one initially was going to be my Spengler Pack. Um but that one is kind of that will be. I don't know if that'll be the next one or not. Um, but it will be coming out at some point because that one's a bit of a slow burn at the moment. Because again, I want it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's like sort of sourcing all the correct parts and whatever else. It's taking a minute, but I'm getting there. Um, yeah. So that one's taking nice shape. I am currently working on a stance uh, heritage pack, um, and that one is heading out to um, to North Carolina. That one once it's sort of finished. Um, but that I'm sort of unsure if that was going to be commercially available just yet because uh, you know it might be nice, quite a nice special one for the customer to sort of say like he's got that one. But yeah. I, you know, I would ideally like to get to a point when I can offer all four of them. So you know, if you if you particularly want you know a Zedmore one or like say a Spengler one, mm. they'll sort of all all sort of uh, be available. Um, I am working, like I say, on my uh, real Ghostbusters hybrid pack. So it's kind of that one's going to be really nice when it's done. Um, it's 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 a bit more like real world looking to it, but mm-hmm. inspiration nice. with like the finish of only having the three cyclotron lights mm-hmm. with no end filter, but like, you know, the cartoon colors of it being like blue and yellow and red and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that one's going to be coming out some point soon in the future. Um, as for other smaller bits, uh, I've got a couple of bits that are coming out uh, on this black Friday. Um, oh, yeah. I've got something that's actually really quite interesting that um i'm i I, i'm kind of not sure when i'm going to drop about it just yet but um so yeah i've got uh something in very limited supply that is hard to find that i've been quite lucky to get a few of which are going to be available on black friday i thought i'd do my my service to community and let some available instead of me just hoarding all the nice stuff i'm literally making a note now to check your site on that yeah 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 yes um so and yeah so no, you carry on down. What were you saying? I was going to say here's a, here's a question for you because this is something else that I'm curious about. I think probably as as a prop maker, I think probably one of the things that I would be most fearful of as a prop maker myself would be to find that I've gone to all the hard work to create my my packs, to create my brand, and create a good quality product, only then to find out that someone's recast it. Now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that that happens to a lot of prop makers out there because there are a lot of unscrupulous people. So what what I'm curious to know is, and I don't want you to, you know, divulge specifically, but I'm just curious, you know, although you're making your props, you know, as screen accurate as possible, have you done anything to them where you know as a tell that is my pack, that you would be able to identify if someone else, uh, you know, recast that? Well, my shell has, it's a very... Um, what's the correct word I'm looking for? It, it, you know, it's 
it's very obvious that it's that it's my one. Mm-hmm. Um, no one else on the market is offering a shell that's close to mine. Um, you know, no one else does a pre-textured one like mine mm-hmm. um, because like the texturing is is very specific looking. Um, as is the whole nature of the pack, and I know every every particular nuance. You know, I spend hours and hours of these things every day making sure. them. Um, you know, and laying up fiberglass in in the mold and stuff. So I know I know everything I'm looking at. Any lumps, bumps, all sorts of things. I know mm. it's mine. Mm. Um, and yes, you know, they're they're. It's do you know what? It's difficult because I guess if you are good at doing something, and you know. I think there's a fair chance that anyone who's ever put out a prop, a prop or a product that's really good, you know, there's a fair chance that someone down the line has recast it. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I know of a lot of people this happened to, um, and you know, it's hard because it's like, well, what are you going to do, really? Yeah, you're going to go to the guy's house and say, like, you know, give me that back. That's not yours. Yeah, you bastard. Yeah, you know, you, you really can't do much about it. So it's it's hard, really. Um, but, you know, at the same time. I think everyone is kind of dancing on the line of, um, you know, is it uh, is it kosher what we're doing anyway? Because like, you know, yeah. as much as I can moan about it, if someone recasts one of my things, mm-hmm. I'm still basically taking Sony's um, intellectual property and, and you know, sort of selling it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And you've also got to say, well, is that cool, really? So it's you can sit there and play the game all day really of like, you know, what's, what's, is this right? Is this, um, you know, is, should you be doing this or should you not be doing it really? Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you're listening, it's, it's, it's fine. It's a bit of a bugger. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't want to come Thank from you. me. There's a, guy, there's a guy in Kent who makes stuff. Can I have a chat with him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, and I th- and do you know what? I, I think, you know, to be fair, like, you know, to, to Sony's credit, you know, one thing that I will say is, you know, if you were putting out, Iron Man costumes or Captain America shields. I know for a fact that, you know, Disney, they are extremely hot on their IP and they would be sending out cease and desists left, right, they and center. They would be up your ass yeah, like a rat. Absolutely. Down they really would. And I, and I think, you know, one of the key differentiators about, you know, creating proton packs and, you know, for the Ghostbusters community at large is the vast majority of people who are, you know, part of a Ghostbusters franchise, there's, a massive charity aspect to mm-hmm. it. And, you know, I'd love to know globally, worldwide, how much money has been raised for charity through all the different franchises. And Sony, you know, I think knows this and they they know that, you know, a lot of these franchises, Completely. you know, are out there doing things for charity. So so to come out and slap cease and desist and things like that on it, I, I think they probably know that it would be quite damaging to the fan base. Um, do you know what? To go and do I've, that. And I will maintain this. What has kept Ghostbusters alive throughout has been the fans. Yeah, yeah. it's not like it's not like um, you know Star. I, don't get me wrong, I love Star Wars. Star mm-hmm. Wars is like you know it's probably my first love, but you know it's not like Star Wars where they're releasing you know pajamas every day or yeah. boxes of cereal or new toys every other week. Yeah. You know when was the last time we had Ghostbusters pajamas? And that that if Sony are listening, I ask me saying I want a pair of pajamas, boys. Come on, let's go. Moment, actually, so <laughs> are you up? I'll buy them off you, Mark. Oh, I'll trade you a pack for them. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, maybe not. So yeah, it's been the it's been the fans all the way through that have kept it alive, and I think you know the, the Ivan knew that, and I think it was very much a case of like you know these guys have kept this thing, you know what it is, and kept it relevant mm. throughout the years. Um, so you know, don't go after them. Mm-hmm. These guys are doing doing the doing the legwork. And do you know what, as well, you know, like the the prop community out there. 
it's actually done Sony a favor because, you know, you, you only have to look at Afterlife. You know, why would they go and build a lot of stuff from scratch when they can already go to the existing yeah. prop community who know these things Breaking inside out, back to front and, you know, yeah, and purchase Absolutely. things. I mean, you've only got to look at, you know, like, you know, let's take the Fincher ribbon cable as an example. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's what I've got on my pack. It's what they what you use on yours. And it's, you know, and it's what they put in the Afterlife film. So, you know, it actually, you know, completely serves their purposes to a degree as well. So. It's fantastic. The thing that they went to, like Charles and said, you know, we want like 10 cables to do this with. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing to think that, you know, someone from the community who has, who has spent the time and the effort to sort of like almost reverse engineer it to, to make it. Also bearing in mind that there's, there's absolutely bugger all reference material for those oh, yeah. ribbon cables as well. And yeah. it's brought out like the most amazing one you can get for them to sort of then come back and use that in the film. It's like, yeah, this is, this is full circle. Really cool. Yeah, it is. It's like the, it's, a reward it's the ultimate well. accolade that you can get, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I take my hat for the man, you know, Charles has through all the things that he's had to deal with, especially over the last sort of two years. Yeah. That man has done so well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, f- finally then, yes. I suppose for our listeners, um, if they want to see what you do, if they want to, um, you know, perhaps make a purchase, where can they find you? Where do you want to send them to? Let Straight us know. to my website. That would be protonpropsuk.com. Um, that is where the best place to get all my stuff would be. Um, I'm having some problems with my Facebook account at the moment, oh, which yeah. is really, really helpful because of, um, <laughs> oh, do you know what? Such a difficult thing. I spent like, you know, two and a half years building up this wonderful Facebook account mm-hmm. with all these followers and everything else. And then Facebook last week, or not last week, the week before, decided out the blue to just delete it. So everything gone, all my messages, my content, um, you know, all the work and the effort that have gone into that have just gone. And I haven't been able to appeal it or anything. There's been no option to. It's just wiped off. So I had to start again. Yeah, but the cool thing about that is yesterday I went on there and they've deleted my second profile. Oh, Oh, wow. Yes. So, yep. So, you know, I'm having a bit of an issue at the moment with Facebook. And I think that comes back to me doing the raffles and stuff and there's probably some some issues there about you know doing things like that online and it's a shame because i see lots of other people doing it but mm. you know this is, this is what it is isn't it so fine so um facebook going forward with that i'm not completely sure um instagram though you can find me on instagram um and if you simply just search uh you know proton props you'll find me but my actual uh, proton props handle is proton underscore props um so you can find me on instagram but yeah, the best place to find all of my stuff is on my website. Uh, that's where you can purchase everything. Um, and, you know, I tend to try and keep it up to date with uh, what's new on there. So any new products that come out is usually on there. I do cross post against my uh, post over my Instagram and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So that sort of lets you know when anything's in stock and all that kind of business. So, yeah, that's the place where you can find all of the, the bits and bobs um, and anything new that's coming out. And the thing is as well, there's lots of hidden gems on there. So you can search through there and find... Uh, some bits that like I haven't actually posted anywhere that I actually sell. So things like um, Ghostbusters 2 super straps, you know, I've not mentioned anywhere that I sell them, but they're on there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, go on there and see if you can find yourself a nice little surprise. Um, you know, you never know what you might come across. But yeah, Black Friday coming up. Um, there will be some some nice stuff going on there and some mega discounts on some bits and bobs. So, uh, yeah, you could save yourself a nice pretty penny if you're in the market. We'll do it awesome. and make you well, busy I'll as be well. checking out. Not that you need to be made busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no please don't do that any more than i than you have to right now <laughs> it's fine i don't need a social life mm-hmm. what do you need one of them for i don't like anyone well, anyway it. you make proton packs you don't need to have a social life <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. absolutely i love being in my freezing cold workshop all day just on my own it is perfect <laughs> well on the gas on, on on the plus side you're not having to pay for gas and electric prices so that's the upside for that 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I just got to wear a thicker jumper each time. That's it. Awesome. <laughs> well, Dave, thank you very much for joining us today. Yes. Uh, we uh, really boys, appreciate thank you. It's really appreciate been a pleasure. It's an absolute honour to be asked to come on the uh, the very first Spores, Mold and Fungus podcast. You know, so I'm, uh, I, I feel blessed to be considered to come on. Ask? Well, let's be honest. Who else? Yeah. Yeah. Who else? I don't know, mate, but, you know, I'm sure the <laughs> next person is going to have a hell of a job to top me. Very, Absolutely. very unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I, I don't think I'll so. tell you what we'll do, Dave. Is like, well, we'll obviously, you know, we'll of course keep in touch with you, and uh, I suggest that maybe, you know, twelve months time, six months, twelve months time, let's let's get together again, and we'll see what's new in the world of proton props for another episode. Absolutely, I'm sure I'll still be making proton packs, and I'm sure I'll still have a mega backlog of trying to catch up, but that's just how it goes, eh? We, we could have another film. <laughs> awesome. By then, well, best of luck. There'll yeah. be some new stuff then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's it. So you'll yeah. have the it'll be the twenty three pack will be coming out then. So watch oh, yeah. out, boys. Watch this space. The 23 pack is in, <laughs> is in development. As soon as we see some pictures, that'll be it. Oh, right on it. Excellent. And great awesome. having you, Dave. Thank you, boys. Thanks for joining. What the hell are you doing? Okay, so I'd like to just say a big thank you to uh, Dave from Proton Props for joining us today. Uh, really enjoyed talking to Dave. Absolutely fantastic guy, uh, yeah, both uh, on and off the podcast. Um, so I fully encourage you, uh, everyone that's listening, check out his website, check out the store, make a purchase. Uh, yeah, he's a top guy with some uh, really good kit. Uh, on the subject of uh, good kit, uh, before we go, Mark, wh- where would I Hello. go if I want to find some good Ghostbusters kit? Could you tell me? Well, I'm, I'm glad you've asked that question <laughs> because you know it's been it's been burning in my mind for a number of years. So yeah, um, <laughs> one of my side hustles. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about the story before I reveal what it is first. So going back to when I was building my my first sort of props in my 20s after my uh, cornflake pack and lemonade bottle one. Um, Had a piece of string between the two, by the way, if you're thinking about how do you attach it, just a bit of string. Um, So yeah, I was trying to put my my, uh, uniform costume together and you know, it it took absolutely forever to find out what what to get, you know, what flight suit do I get, where do I get the elbow pads from, where do I get the the belt from, what do I start making my proton pack out of? And I remember spending hours and hours on the internet trying to find the best bits, you know, finding reviews and that sort of thing um, and and finding from other people's experience where to get stuff from. So that was about 10 years ago. And so from then, I've been having this thought about how can we bring these things together. And so I put together Ghostbusters supplies. Some of you may have heard it, heard of it already. Some of you may have not. If not, go to Ghostbusters.supplies for a brilliant surprise. Oh, that rhymed then. Didn't mean to do that. Um, it rhymes. <laughs> yeah. So Ghostbusters supplies is basically a directory full of um, stuff uh, and suppliers uh, and vendors of all things Ghostbusters props and costume related. So you can go on there, you can type and search Proton Pack Kits and it'll bring up a list of people who supply Proton Pack Kits or, you know, um, gizmos, put your gizmo, belt gizmo, and it'll bring you people, uh, bring up a load of people who do or can supply you belt gizmos. And not only does it um, tell you where to find them, how to get in touch, what they do, it'll also allow you to review them as well. So give them a nice message if you've had some good service. Um, and also it'll tell you where they're located in the world, so whether or not they're, they're local to you in the UK or in America or, or wherever. Um, so you know that maybe if you want to try and keep the price of shipping down, you know to go to somewhere that's a bit more local to you. So that's that's it in a nutshell. So yeah, go to ghostbusters.supplies if you're trying to find anything for your costume. 
Nice. Yeah, I love the site, man. I've visited it a few visited it a few times now, and um, yeah, it's it's really well laid out. It's very easy to navigate, and I do think for those people who are, you know, either a starting building something, and you know they don't really know where to start, and maybe they're looking to, you know, avoid making some costly mistakes. I think it's a fantastic resource to use, and even for those veteran builders, you know, there's always going to be those new people coming to the market who have got, you know, the the latest you know, print of a Raytheon crank knob or something yeah. like that, that they're going to want to know where to find that. And, and Ghostbuster Supplies is, is a fantastic place to do yeah. that. So, yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. That's the thing. There are veteran builders that they know exactly where to get their stuff from and they've got the people that they go to all the time to get their stuff. But as you mm, say, there's new sure. people out all the time. We've, we've, we've had Dave on today um, from Proton Props. He's only just been doing it for the last couple of years, but he's already established himself as probably one of the best Proton Pack builders in the world at the moment. Um, yeah. Big shout out to Dave, but you know, if you're a veteran builder, you probably wouldn't know who he was, um, you know, when he first started going out. So, having this resource of people that can go on there, you can find new people and perhaps find better things for yourself, even if you do know where to get stuff from already. Okay, so just to kind of bring the show to a, uh, a close, then I suppose a final final thing for me is if you want to follow along to us on social media. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at SMAF Podcast or SMAF Podcast. Uh, if you want to follow along to us personally, you can find myself at Ectotron underscore UK. And uh, Mark, where can people find you? You can look for me at Worcester Ghostbusters. Fantastic. So for myself then, uh, all I'm going to say at this point is uh, stay fit, keep sharp, make good decisions. Until the next time. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.